0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first
1: impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. And we
2: are back with more shonen goodness. I swear one day we'll have some of that.
1: (laughs) Oh man, you know, uh, uh, I also I I thought for sure we had watched the anime version of the manga we read this week. Nope. The manga I is looked, fantastic. Look, I I I am, looked for it. I looked for it. I couldn't find it, but you must have told me about this or something because I know I knew the plot of this. I don't know why. Yeah. Seen, so there's I mean, a it, there's no, a,
2: there's an anime version of it too, um but I have not watched the anime version of it. Um, We, we'll we'll talk more about that here in, in a little bit, but, um, but but first we need to talk about this, uh, our man, Uh, man. we watched an anime this this week for our screen time and it is suggested to us. And I have seen images of this show before, and I swear that one of the things about it that turned me off immediately, was that one of the main characters is an always-nude baby, which... Yeah. Uh, number one, why is he always nude? Put clothes on the baby. Or a diaper. Number
1: two, why does nobody mention that he's nude all the time?
2: Yeah, it bothers me so much. Anyways, we're watching Beelzebub, or we watched Beelzebub, and I say... Yeah. a.k.a. We, <laughs> baby Dick. We 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 watched in the, you know, the, uh, the sense that we had to watch it and I hope to never watch it again because it is not good. It is weird.
1: I, uh, I played a decent amount of Pokemon while I was watching it. So I may or may not have paid attention to all the subtitles.
2: So it's, it's weird in the, all of the ways that you usually don't like anime to be weird. And it's not funny in the ways that I usually don't like anime humor. And then the action is not great. So it yeah. it really ticks this a is, lot of this bad was, boxes.
1: This was uh, what was suggested by by Toshin or Taoshin. I don't know how to say it. It, it. Let us know in the Discord how you want that pronounced. It's T-O-U. That can go a couple of different ways. I guess it could be Toshin also. We could we could do a Japanese eye instead of an, an English eye. I don't know. Let me know. But yeah, Beelzebub is it's about a you know your classic high school delinquent character uh he is going to a delinquent a high school for delinquents so it's a super rundown place and he's just you know he's the he's the ichigo kind of hard out or the or the yusuke the hard-ass student who gets in more fights than he does in into class or or whatever the hell metaphor i'm going for here and because he's such a hard-ass he is chosen by a uh a messenger from the demon realm who is a mustachioed man who can split himself in half to reveal that he is actually a dimensional portal um probably my favorite character in the show and uh he brings a baby into the world uh the aforementioned always naked baby who has a an immediate and inseparable connection with our main character uh, and who has mysterious powers, specifically a, uh, a life-threatening level of electrical output if the main character gets too far away from him. And it turns out that this baby is the son of Beelzebub, or... I think he was, like, he had a couple of different names, but Beelzebub was one of them, and then the end of his name was the fourth. So I'm assuming he is the son of Beelzebub while also being named Beelzebub. Um, which is you know a bit a big demon from christian mythology and um and so he's he's here he's been sent here by the elder Beelzebub because the elder Beelzebub has too many things on his schedule to spend time coming to the human world to destroy all humans, so he has sent naked baby Beelzebub Goku style to the human world in order to have him take care of it for him. Uh, and in the meantime, the baby is going to bond to whichever human seems like the hardest ass to bastard around. And that's our main character. And uh, and then, you know, antics and shit. Um, yeah. You know. It's OK. It It's not the worst thing I've seen. It is very much that kind of like larger than life characters doing or saying something that's kind of like gauche and then another character reacting way the fuck over the top and we're all supposed to laugh at how big the reaction is Mm -hmm. and at how that character is pointing out how gauche the other character was being and that just doesn't work for me most of the time i will say that there were a couple of jokes in this that worked for me especially the dimensional portal guy i thought he was pretty funny Mm -hmm. um There were a couple of concepts that worked for me. I don't like Naked Baby. I do like Christian mythology done through the lens of anime. So I enjoyed the fact that like Hildegard shows up and she is another demon. She has like this big fucking bird thing with her. And that was kind of cool, but it's it's pretty tangential to what's going on. So like there were things about this that I liked. And I will say the thing that I liked the most... Which is maybe a little bit of a contradiction with what I just said and what I usually say about these shows. But there is a level of energy and commitment here that I feel like I can respect. I think usually this sort of like overly broad comedy that anime tends to fall back on is it's sort of lazy to me. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, a slightly funny thing. And then the real joke is like how this, you know, other character is overly reacting to it. And it's it's just sort of like, this is funny, right? Isn't that funny? Look how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of tantamount to explaining the joke, which as we all know, makes the joke not funny anymore. Um, I think that Beelzebub rises above that just slightly in that it is able to, embrace the bigness so much that it kind of works it feels a little bit less lazy and a little bit more intentional um so i would say as somebody who doesn't like comedies and as somebody who didn't particularly enjoy this comedy in the pantheon of comedies that we have watched for weekly jump that i didn't like this was probably one of the ones i liked the most (laughs) um ergo if you like this kind of comedy you're probably going to enjoy it um but i i did not and also it's it has the anime has 60 episodes so if you like this you've got a good bit of watching to do um i would not recommend it but i think if you're that kind of comedy guy go for it that kind of comedy person
2: yeah uh i i think i I think i get that (laughs) some people enjoy this uh i i was not one of those people (laughs) um yeah
1: everybody likes something. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't, I don't like this and I don't think it's very good, but I like plenty of things that I don't think are very good. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. So, you know, know thyself and go with God with Beelzebub as the case may be.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's, here's, here's my final thing about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would say that if you are, if you're a person that wants to watch anime comedy and you're like you're just totally down with any other any kind of anime comedy in any form, I think this show is is not gonna make you turn your nose up and in fact, I think you might yeah. enjoy it so uh, at the end of the day, you know have fun
1: with it so yeah you know I think. I think there's there's sort of three tiers, right, when you're when you're reviewing anime. This is sort of something that I've never articulated, but I feel like there's the one we definitely would recommend this or at least we would recommend it if you're that kind of person. There's the other end of the spectrum which is like this is not worthy of a recommendation and I don't think you should check it out. And then there's that like middle ground that's like this is not the best thing ever. But if you if this is your jam and you're the type of person who's like, you know, I don't know, like what's a really good comedy? Like there was one we watched a a while ago that was like the the girls kind of like hanging out. Asobi Asobase, I think that we really liked. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Yeah, that's a good comedy set in high school. Uh, It doesn't have any of the demon stuff, at least not in the episodes we watched, but that's really good. So if you're the kind of person who's like, I want to watch a good comedy, I would say Beelzebub's probably going to fall outside of your purveyance, although maybe check it out and see if you disagree. But if you're the kind of person who's like, yeah, I watched Asobi Asobasi and I want more. It doesn't have to be as good. It doesn't have to be better. I just need more Beelzebub. I think there's that recommend, do not recommend, and the yes, if you want more. And I think this is a yes, if you want more.
2: Uh Yeah, yeah, I I think I I think I tend to come to the same same terms as you on that. All right, so yeah. before we get into our uh, our great manga that we read this week, or oh. at least I thought it was great, uh, just remember yeah, we'll find out what I think. we we still are doing our giveaway of the mystery prize uh, for Mystery of Mysteries, the mystery of mystery,
1: mystery of
2: mystery. So mystery if you're interested, of mystery. you should mystery
1: of mystery.
2: you should do it. Anyways, um, let's get just into <laughs> say those words to us
1: and get a free thing. Yeah. So no, let's- no, purchase necessary. You will not be put on a watch list or whatever it is. You know, we don't, we don't use a program for this. We just use notes. So don't worry about us like getting you telecommunication calls or whatever the fuck. <sighs> okay. I don't think Jesus playing for this. <laughs> uh, uh-huh?
2: all right. So, the manga that we read this week is Kuriko's Basketball, and I loved it. Um, It is is so... It starts out with this, like... uh, uh, As somebody who is recently, finally watching the Michael Jordan documentary about The Last Mm. Dance, um, them talking about this middle school group of really good basketball players that were like the Miracle Generation... Um, is just so interesting to me the way that they, the way that Japan puts middle school into high school on a pedestal is just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, we do it too, but in very
1: different ways. Yeah, I guess so, aka the CW. <laughs> yeah, you're right, or or you know, you're Justin Bieber's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Here's here's the reason why I like this show so much. Um I liked it a lot because the main character that is um supposed to be I guess he's supposed to be a point guard. He's not very tall. Um and he
1: uh yeah, he's some kind of guard.
2: Yeah. He he is put up against this guy that is really obviously supposed to be if not a, like a power forward but a center in basketball terms yeah. um he's he's tall he's supernaturally talented um and uh he has this amazing ability to um to get things facilitated to him so as as somebody who watches a lot of basketball uh, it immediately like set me off as just like oh they they tend to kind of get what's going on here and I kept on thinking that the main character was just going to be uh, this kind of, you know, um, this this prodigy or something when it when it came to playing basketball and that they were going to unlock it in the middle of a game. in in the terms of like he was just playing down how good he was and eventually he would just go off in the middle of a game. But instead of doing it that way, the way the way that they did it was they completely kept you in the dark on how this character is and just gave you hints instead of the first chapter about like why nobody notices him all the time when he's moving around. Um, He's, he's very stealthy. It looks like. Um, And uh, to, to the point where people are just like, they they'll sit down next to him and they won't even notice that they have sat down next to somebody else. So it's, it's really fascinating in that way. And then you find out that the reason why he's like that is because he's a shadow um and uh not like an actual shadow but he calls himself he he calls himself a shadow he's a
1: normal boy
2: (laughs) yeah um but he he basically the way that he plays basketball is that he is going to be a master facilitator for somebody who is a you know really 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 powerful player that's on the front end sort of like uh if 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 you play basketball, or if you watch a lot, a lot of basketball, sort of like a Chris Paul to Blake Griffin when they were playing together, and that's that's one of the ways that they're playing with each other inside of this. And I, I know have who not Blake seen Griffin
1: that. is because of Broad City.
2: <laughs> well, I mean that's, I I, I mean I, that's the only that's the only thing that I could think about when I was watching it. And I to be fair though, this this show just just does such a fantastic job of like. Of, of showing really good and a, a really good artwork paired with basketball paired with a, a basketball style and an explanation of like the way that he prefers to play and the way that he sees the world, which is just such like a, a fascinating take that I haven't seen in anime before. Like he's just mm. a, a great passer. That's all he really has to his name, but it's, fascinating to watch the way that they they draw at the games and uh as somebody who really really likes basketball again like i i have read a couple of chapters of this and then i was just like i'm gonna keep on reading this so i've read a bunch (laughs) more chapters after that so it is definitely definitely worth keeping watching um what did you think
1: i'm colder on it than you are um and I have a lot of complicated theories on why I'm colder than it. I will say, you know, one of the things that's interesting about this is that, yeah, the main character, the title character, Kuroko, he is the secret sixth man from this. There, There's this like five man team from the Miracle Generation. He was also on the, the Miracle Generation as the sixth player, but he's his presence is so low and like Spencer was saying, like people don't notice him even going so far as there's a running gag in the first couple of chapters that um, the like tall, tall basketball player on the team keeps sitting at a table with him and then doesn't know he's there until he says something. And then it's like, where did you come from? And then Kuroka is like, I was sitting here before you. You sat at the table with me. Um. So he his presence is so low that he is. He is the sixth of the five miracle generation, but nobody knows who that sixth person is, what their deal is, whether or not there really was a sixth one. And then like at some point, there's like an article pulled out about the miracle generation and he's not even mentioned in the article and stuff like that. Um, Which interestingly enough, doesn't really lead anybody to question whether he was part of the miracle generation the closest you get is the other the other main character is questioning whether he deserved to be part of the Miracle Generation. Um, but uh, that's that's the other point I wanted to make is that what makes what what I think is a really good hook here is that this is not a story about a character who is per- perfect at this. Like he he's actually pretty bad at shooting and. Um, and at, at several of the other basics of basketball that would make you like a strong player or a good all-around player. But he is atypically good at feeding the ball to other players by making sort of trick passes almost. Like the ball barely touches his hand and then he has passed it off, probably in a direction that you wouldn't have expected. So he's mm-hmm. able to sort of like fake out the other team. They they name drop um magicians in this and how magicians use redirection to make it look like they are performing magic and um they they're indicating that that's that's what he's doing and so i think that's a really interesting hook our main character is not the sort of like gary stew all around you know incredible number one player And in fact, there's a second main character that's the tall guy who is the sort of like, he's the Bakugo of the hero pair. He is the loud, brash, up his own ass, wants to be the best guy. And he is not the main character, I would say, although the story spends about as much time on him as it does on Kuroko, if not even maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I would still argue that Kuroko feels maybe like the main character, although maybe that's just because the first three chapters and his names in the title like it's clearly about the fact that like Kuroko has these this particular skill that can assist this other main character in becoming really great and i think that's a good hook that said i will say that the degree to which Kuroko is invisible really st- really strained my suspension of disbelief. Uh Like I, I enjoyed the bit about like the other guy sitting at the table several times and never noticing him, even though it was the same table at the same restaurant. And it was the same, same circumstances. I thought that was a pretty fun running gag, but the fact that like, he was one of six players that are known as the miracle generation. And when they were interviewed, the interviewers forgot to interview him. And like he is routinely in a location and people overlook him to the point that they didn't know he was there, including being on the court during a game. And then at one point, like they're playing this like scrimmage match between the the older students and the the younger students. And he's like, hey, would you guys try passing it to me? And I'm like, "Okay, so why are they able to see him now? Like clearly they were probably not passing it to him because they didn't know he was there. So mm-hmm. I, what is it about him that is allowing him to be seen now, but only by his teammates, right? Like it's just, it, it. it's, it's one of the things that I am getting the impression of from some, as somebody who hasn't had a lot of experience with sports manga or anime is that you kind of take these superpowers that you get in a lot of shounen battle anime, and you sort of apply a soft version of that to give somebody, um, um, a version of something that a regular human can do that feels a little bit like a magical superpower that a Shonen hero from a battle anime might do. Uh And this masking your presence thing is something you see in a ton of Shonen battle anime in which characters, you know, take their spiritual power or Chi or whatever it is and make their presence disappear. And it's, you know, a skill that you often have to learn. There were like numerous episodes devoted to it in Hunter X Hunter. And it's a really cool thing in that context, but it's also, it works for me because it's working off of a magic system in that universe. And Kuroko's basketball, at least in the first three chapters, is not purporting to have a magic system. And his invisibility is magical to me in a way that really takes me out of it. Like him being able to slip around people or to sort of slide out of notice and then make these cool passes is totally believable. But the degree to which people don't see him is too much. And I don't think it's played for comedy enough. Like there are, there are a few jokes, but it's not like it's not supposed to be anything more than sort of a bit. I think if they played it more for comedy, I would probably not like it because they generally don't like anime comedy, but I think it would make more sense as a joke that is being taken out of proportion, but here we're basically supposed to be taking it seriously, and it just defies belief for me. And so I think that this was a good manga that was dragged down by the commitment to the core premise of the main character. That said, uh, the only other sports manga that I've read is Haikyuu, which is something that I'm currently reading. Um, I have not watched a sports anime that I can ever remember, except for, like, I don't know, I watched the first episode of Prince of Tennis when it was sent to me for free as a subscriber to Shonen Jump when it was a physical magazine. And uh, I think, as we've said a few times on our show, sports anime clearly traffics in one thing that we like and one thing that we don't. It traffics in the fun, exciting action sequences of a battle anime, and the sort of, like, nuances of a, uh, a you know, day-to-day slice-of-life anime. And I don't generally respond to those slice-of-life things, but I think that Haikyuu does a great job of endearing you to these characters. And I think that Kuroko's Basketball isn't nearly as good at that as Haikyuu, but I still enjoyed it. So I, I would say this is good, but of the two sports anime that I've read, I feel like there is a gulf between it and Haikyuu. Uh.
2: Well, I guess to each their own about that, but I, I, I very much enjoyed this and I enjoyed haiku, and I enjoyed the other anime about basketball that we watched. So it all works for me. I,
1: I know that, uh, basketball, I don't like sports, but if I had to pick a sport that was my favorite, it would probably be basketball because I spent a lot of my youth playing basketball. So it is the sport that I know the most. And then I have the most familiarity with and Haikyuu is about volleyball that I've played briefly socially. So it may be that Haikyu is able to get away with more by trafficking in a universe that is basically new to me. Whereas with Kuroko's basketball, I was like, I know how basketball works. Like it's totally possible to have somebody slip your notice and then sort of functionally appear somewhere else on the court. And you'd be like, how did they get there? And they got there. By you know, taking an opportunity and being quick, but the yeah, the, the degree to which Kuroko's basketball does this really doesn't jive with my personal experience. So it, it might be getting downgraded a little bit because I have a real world experience that I can attach to it, which is not true for Haiku
2: uh-huh. for me. Yeah.
1: So I, I can't tell where I land, which is why I have complicated feelings. But overall, I think this was pretty good. The art was good. The action sequences were good. And I could see myself reading more of this and enjoying it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our coverage this week. Stick with us after these credits and we'll tell, give you another, another important life lesson. I can get through those words.
1: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network.
0: Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please
1: like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
0: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday.
1: And hey, thanks for listening.
0: Hello, my name
1: is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there,
0: take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and
1: Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then...
2: Look, if there's a rainbow, sometimes... It's just made of baby pee. So don't yep. look directly at the rainbow. Just, if you're going to go try to find the pot of gold, it might just be, oh God, it's going to be a, a naked baby, isn't it? Uh.
1: When there's a rainbow outside, it's just God peeing on us. Uh.